Welcome to the Learn to Let Go podcast um, with my friend, um, business friend, business partner, and um, somebody, somebody just called KJ Passa. KJ, how you doing today? I'm doing, I'm doing well. I'm doing fantastic. Uh, my name is KJ Passerine, though. It's KJ Passerine. Okay, it's changed. KJ okay. Passerine. I am yeah. out of the loop. I am out of the loop. <laughs> it's understandable it's understandable i'm out of the loop so much with um the musicians i don't know what's going on but as we were saying before um with the pen names like i understand having to need a pen name because like on the side like i like to do my own thing i like to make cartoony things like uh, but i do it in a totally different style than um than i do like my regular artwork like my regular stuff, like traditional uh-huh. stuff, um, where it's like fine art um, and collages and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I like, and, and I'm not KJ Passerine, like when I'm doing the other things, like, like. Hmm. Um, you kind of need like an alter ego to kind of like live yeah. out this other artistic thing you got going on. Yeah, it's like, it's like OCs mm-hmm. and oh, um, uh-huh. random stuff, you know. You get to like flex your creativity in a different yeah way. but you but like i noticed like um i don't know if it's a big problem but a lot of people won't work with artists if you do like nsmw work mm-hmm. like even if it's not that bad like my stuff is pretty mild like mm-hmm. with the other um stuff you do uh, pen name with the mm-hmm. other pen name i'm not gonna say what it is mm-hmm. obviously because <laughs> pen name you're not supposed to know who i am um uh but i also don't want to lie to people so i kind of just like want to say like hey i do this thing don't find out who it is so you know did you know what exactly it is but i do you don't know i yeah Mm. you don't need to know the pen name though also i think there's something like alluring about being a mysterious artist for example i think because when you have like an element of mystery to you I think you're kind of allowed to draw outside the lines. You can, you can like truly like do the cool stuff you've always thought of. Like, yo, I've always wanted to do this kind of thing. I think there's there's like something about that because like, I think most artists, like we like credit, but sometimes we just like, it's cool. we, like we like to do cool stuff. And I yeah, think it, it allows you to do like the cool stuff that you know aren't conventional but mm-hmm. it's stuff that you are proud of. And this is something to yeah, it. Like, yeah, like sometimes I want to make comics that are like, that have like uh, drug use in them or like mm-hmm. or sex or something, but you can't, it feels like you're not allowed to do that. But then I like, like I went to um this gallery uh, in Atlanta called The Mint and there was another mm-hmm. artist that I met there. Um, I forgot her name. I like, we spoke very um very few words and but I bought some stickers off of her my dad bought some stuff and she had NSFW stuff in her in her gallery space and I was like that is so cool like these people will take certain things and there's certain fine art shows that are just dedicated to erotic art so I'm like bro I want to make something Mm. low-key but I won't not yet I think like you need like a certain kind of money to do that like I feel like yeah, like status yeah. first. When you're Bill, you do that, like like if you're Bill Gates, you can you can you can do whatever you want, basically, because like there's no one above you to kind of like step on you. 
when you're kind of like still trying to climb up in the system, mm-hmm. that there are people above who might like block you if you find out they you like this stuff. But when you're the top dog, you can do what you want because who's gonna? Yeah, so that's why like even in my pen name stuff, like mm-hmm. I don't do anything like risky. Like if it's still like tasteful, you know, it isn't like super like out mm-hmm. there. It's not super but out there. <laughs> hmm? it's not super out there we haven't seen out it there, you know what I'm saying we haven't <laughs> seen it we don't know what it is we, we don't, don't know. know what's going on but um yeah do you know what's going on I, I've never seen it I'm I blind I, when, haven't, when I, see I it. haven't even seen it I'm just <laughs> yeah you just kind of like throw the paint and it just comes I ain't together. never seen <laughs> <laughs> you ain't seen nothing have, you seen, that, have huh? you seen that meme where it's like the guy who's like I ain't never seen two pretty best friends all the time gotta be ugly and, but, but then huh? but they take the eyes out he, he just goes i ain't never seen and then the eyes disappear <laughs> it's great i love that shit it's so stupid like i love memes whenever i have the time to like look at them dude memes memes should be like considered like i mean you know like those pets people keep for like mental health what do they call it? Um, service dog. It's a service meme. <laughs> yeah, service dog. It's a service meme. Like you need memes sometimes to, meme. to kind of help you emotionally. Because like you know, some days you have sometimes you're having like a bad day. And yeah. Like, and like a meme will just like. <laughs> yeah, like this a way- meme just fixes fixes everything, dude. Like I saw mm-hmm. one. I saw one that was like, "Yo, I don't even try to hide when I stalk people on Instagram." It's like, yeah, I like the photo from like two years ago. What are you gonna do about it? I was like, dude. <laughs> dude whenever that, that happens i get i don't know i feel a bit anxious when someone just likes all my photos it's like what really are they trying to send a message it's like i'm outside i never really mm-hmm. when i stalk people i don't really like their photos unless it's mm-hmm. on accident i don't i don't think i've ever even done it on accident like i've never liked someone's photo on accident dude but i, I- will be looking on stories and i'm like I don't even care if you see me, dude. You know I'm here. <laughs> like, if you know me, if you know me vaguely, I've stalked your profile. <laughs> if you, like, vaguely know of me. I think part of friendship is stalking on people. It's just, I mean, because, like, how else will you get to know them, really? Because, like, how was I yeah. supposed to know that? Okay, this guy is a weirdo, and I, I want to know if he's a weirdo in advance. Well, first of all, if they're a weirdo, social media probably won't tell you. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it does, though. Sometimes it does. But I've never seen something like super odd on social media. No, no, not like a, not like a, like a deep, like weirdo, like an incel or something like. Just like something an like incel, peculiar, something like peculiar about them, like um, like maybe like oh. They're very that like you know like those deep anime weeb tab fans. I feel like oh, I want to yeah. know that in advance before we become friends. I feel like I want to know that in advance. Oh, That's something that like, I want to know. Like if somebody cosplays or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I want to know that stuff before I invest in this friendship. Why? <laughs> Why is that a big thing? Ah, you know, is it just like a one of those weird things? Like, like, um, there's like a fly in here. Can, did you see it? Nah, I haven't seen it. Oh, bro. Sorry, I've been paranoid about it. I'm like, bro, it's, it's nighttime in Georgia and there's like a moth coming in here. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I, I'm scared of bugs myself. I, whenever I see them, I, I, just, I just run. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not scared of bugs. I'm scared of bugs when they're alive. 
like but if <laughs> they're some of them are really interesting like i have this weird thing for like i've been collecting moths like giant moths since i've been in georgia okay i found a lunar moth you know you know what those look like the green pretty ones yeah yeah i know what that looks like they're super rare they're super rare they only live for like a week they live and for I a week found one yeah they live for a week it's really hard to find them to even see them and i found one on the ground like in the daytime Thank and you. i have it still it's how, in the back room do you like put them like in some kind of like glass thing how do you preserve them um i'm going to preserve them in resin right now they have like plastic slips that i'll put mm -hmm. them in so it keeps them clean and like you know my hands won't touch them and they won't get like the wings mm -hmm. won't get damaged or anything mm -hmm. so it's it's sanitary and it's clean but it's not it's not in something uh i need to put them in resin i think no, I just think like there's something like cool about bugs. I think I went to this museum this one time, right? And like mm -hmm. I saw like a bunch of butterflies and their wings. Oh, I'm not saying butterflies. I don't know what they were. They were just the winged creatures. And I, yeah. I just I just think like this there's so much art in nature that like people don't notice because people don't go outside like that. It depends on the person. Like I had like mm -hmm. another friend who was into taxidermy. And, um, you know, I tried telling people like in my class mm -hmm. that I liked it, that I liked it and it just kind of slipped out because we were just talking and mm -hmm. they were like, oh, I hate when people pick up roadkill. I'm like, that's not what I was talking about. I don't do that. <laughs> I was just, I was just talking about like cool beetles or something like that, that are like crazy. <laughs> like I wasn't trying to say like I pick up squirrels and eat them or something like, God, man. Taking Some it out of context. squirrel meat. Out of context. <laughs> Some girl squirrel meat. You know, I had this, um. Uh, this this geography teacher, um, Mr. Mr. Mwape in grade eight. This man, he he was he was a bit of a. Let me not say he was like a strong tribalist, where he was like, "I'll kill you from the, like." He was like a tribalist, where like he kind of like mocks the other tribe. Oh. So okay. like, um, I think he he his his tribe was like Bemba, and um, this guy in our class, his name was Daliso. He was um, he's from like the eastern province, so like his tribe, I think was uh, i don't know tumbuka or something so like he would mock him like ah you see these easterners huh they imagine that is so praying rats on a bun on, on a breast <laughs> so like it's like barbecuing rats and we'd be we'd be like mad laughing at this dude because it's true in their culture they they do eat rats so like so technically they eat like roadkill and and dude like to us this was like it, this, this was like that was nasty to you guys no this was hilarious I mean, it, it's true it was just funny Bruh. it was just like, funny mm -hmm. I, I i think it's so funny how like racist like mm -hmm. or it's not even racist it's tribalism like you could be mm -hmm. of the same color and just be like oh you're from that place and you do this like this culture <laughs> and but uh, the way i'm raised like i was raised super um like i grew up in california where they're like all inclusive diversity and i'm like oh <laughs> and then i'm like so whenever I go to different um, places, yeah, different places, or I hear about different places or different mm -hmm. things, like I haven't, I haven't seen or tried before, like mm -hmm. my brain just goes, huh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's more curiosity than like, I don't like it. I go to curiosity first, then I go to, before I go to like, uh, you know, because it's like, why would y'all, I think like um, in different places. <laughs> It's more but like rats a, is not are nasty to me, like a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like it depends on where it came from. Like, how do you clean it? You know? 
Um, I have no idea. My mom's from this tribe. My mother is from this tribe. You know, they actually they actually do crazier stuff. So like they have this ceremony called Inchwala, where um they drink animal blood. Oh, I don't even know why. It's kind of metal, though. I think it's. (laughs) I think it's (laughs) It's kind of badass, Loki. I think it it has something to do with the ancestors or something, and like I don't know. I just feel like 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 as a cultural thing, like it's just a more of a fun thing. Now, like the older people from um from 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 that country I'm from, the older people they take tribalism a bit more. It's more than a joke for them. For us, it's just like a thing, like haha. For them, it's more like, like from Not what I serious. from what I've heard, like um, some people only hire people from like their own tribe. So like you see like certain like stories, like if they're run by like maybe like Bemba people or whatever. Not saying Bemba people are bad or they do this. It's just, it's just giving an example. You, yeah. you see like everyone who works there is only Bemba because it's kind of like the thing. Like older people, they come from a different time. Like they come from. They come, most of these people were born before um, the, uh, the country got independence, right? Yeah. So before the country got independence, people kind of like lived with their tribes. When the country became independent, um, people from Northwestern province live on the other side of the country. So like for their kids, like they don't think of tribe in the same way because they've grown up mixed with different tribes the whole time, but for their parents, who kind of yeah, grew up different. with their tribes like a certain people like certain, certain parents who won't accept you marrying a girl from like a particular tribe because they're like that's ah, interesting this tribe is stuck up so i think it's i think like it's always weird like the older generation takes it a bit more seriously for us it's more like it's more chill it's more like you like you don't you don't actively think about your friend's tribe like it, it's not like a thing people it's like it's like us now right like we have yeah we have white friends and we don't, I don't think we actively think that they're white. Unless you do. I think some, I think some people do. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't say I do, but like, mm-hmm. it depends on what, on what they do. Like if somebody's mm-hmm. white uh, mm-hmm. and then if they're like from Europe, yeah, I will think of them as like European because their culture is so different. I'm not used to it, but then I mm-hmm. get used to it. And then I don't, I don't think of it anymore. Yeah. So it's this, it's more of like, getting used to it but let me ask you a question when you uh when you look at people from tribes can you tell what tribe they're from looking at their features like their facial features okay so here's the thing about like um that country is like that's the 72 tribes so it's kind of like hard to kind of pin down their ethnicity but this doesn't sound bad you can kind of tell from like mannerisms or their accent Ah, oh, so it's like a language thing. It's a cultural thing more than it is like a feature. Yeah, it's more like because like we're all black. It's 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 like. Yeah. I mean, okay, there's, there's like, some people who are lighter than others, but like we're all black for the most part. Yeah. yeah. Like I like, I was thinking because um, you know how in America we treat mm. uh, other people differently, or some people do based on um, like what they look like. A lot of mm-hmm. it is based on what you look like. Like if you heard someone through the phone, you wouldn't know what color they were. Yeah, if they're in the same from the same place as you. So I was asking if that was like the same over there, but no. Not like so like, certain people like have like particular um they have like a particular way they talk or pronounce things. Like um people from the Bemba tribe, 
they usually struggle with words with an L or an R. Mm. So like they, they can't really say like by name, like Tahila. You just hear stuff like Tahira. And oh, just, so it's very like, it's like kind of like Japanese, huh? Like a little yeah. bit, like a little more Asian. Yeah, because like um, in the language that people predominantly speak, like I think they are no, like um, there's no like L's. No, they're not like R's in that language. So like they kind of like, so when saying English words, they kind of like struggle um, differentiating between L and R because it's not in their regular rotational words, I guess. Yeah, okay. So, the, so I, the, I they'll, be, they'll be like Tyra, Tahira. Tahira. Like, yeah, so it's like- Tahira. <laughs> It's like you know something, yeah, you go ahead. Oh, like I was just thinking like, um, uh, cause like I'm, I'm just black and white, right? Like I have no mm. Asian in me, but a lot of people think I'm Filipino, like when they look <laughs> at me and it's funny that you say that you mm. say there's, there's tribes that like, uh, speak, um, they, they just, their, their native language are like has yeah. characteristics, characteristics that are similar to like, to mm. Asians. And, yeah. I, and I thought, and I just think that's funny. Like, that's interesting. Like, because I get mistaken for Asian all the time, even though I don't have I'm Asian. Not Asian at all. I'm just black, <laughs> black and white, and that's it. Because, like, a lot of, I, f- I think, like, a lot of, um, for, like, um, Asians, a lot of them are kind of, like, tanned. Like, some 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 of them are tanned from some Yeah, like, Filipinos. Have, yeah. So, like, I guess, like, it's harder for people to kind of, like, look at, at like, a mixed person and be like, are they Puerto Rican? Are they, are they Filipinos? Like, it's like one of those things and like I, I feel like people don't want to jump out the gate and say it mixed and just be like hey are you this because yeah. I'm not sure if that's easy I'm not sure if it's easy to point out if somebody's mixed I think it depends like what kind mm-hmm. of mixture you are like a lot of times I can tell like because just mm-hmm. based off where I grew up like I grew up in um like mm-hmm. uh mostly California for most of my life I was in California mm-hmm. Uh, and I would like, I can tell when people are mixed, if they're like, if, you know, like Mexicans that look white, but they're Mexican, yeah. I can yeah. tell if they're Mexican because uh. I can look at their features and I can look under the skin tone because I'm, I'm used to seeing, I'm used to being around like Mexicans. Like, even if they don't speak Spanish, I can tell. <laughs> you can like tell. Like, you know, like, like mm-hmm. Michael, like Michael, Michael's, Michael's um, from a- ANDA. Mm-hmm. He's Mexican, but a lot of people don't think so because he's ginger and he has freckles. Yeah, Michael. Michael is a cool dude, though. He's I like cool. Him. Yeah, very I haven't seen guy. him. I haven't talked to him very much since high school. But like when I remember uh, being with him in high school, like mm-hmm. him and this other jazz musician, John, and uh, a girl named uh, a photographer named Yoreli. Mm-hmm. Like it was just so funny. Math class was just nonstop jokes, and it was <laughs> it was hilarious. And I had a lot of good memories in there. So that's how I know him because I went to mm-hmm. high school with him. I think the coolest thing about like being like artsy and being like in the culture of art, rather, whether it's music or um drawing or whatever it whatever it is people do that's artsy, because like you know, people can do like arts with different stuff. Yeah. The cool thing about it is that you get this rich cultural diversity where I don't I don't think like musicians or um people who are in art think about culture the same way regular people do I think like regular people like kind of like 
spotted immediately but you like as an artist you've probably worked with like a bunch of people that like you don't like actively are like huh so they do this there it's like I feel like as an artist you kind of like morph yourself into like different you, you kind yeah. of channel different things when you're working on stuff yeah like I mm. mean but I feel like it's it's not just um so here's the thing, like I notice sometimes, and I'm not saying you're you mean to do this, but like I notice sometimes people, especially other artists, they'll be like artists and then regular people. Like and I know what you mean, but a lot mm-hmm. of people will say that and they'll try to downplay regular people as if like regular oh. people don't have as much value, you know. And I know that's not what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I think it just it depends on what discipline you're in. Mm-hmm. Like if you're um like the military, for example, they're gonna look at culture differently than most regular people. Cause mm-hmm. like a lot of, I know what you mean. Like most Americans, yeah. especially uh, are like, cause a lot of Americans don't travel. A lot of Americans stay in the same town for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they work uh, the same job. A lot of them do not all, but a lot like in comparison to other places. Um, and it's just like, I get what you mean. Like if you're in a discipline where you're around mm-hmm. a bunch of people all the time, you, mm-hmm. you will morph and you'll gain more and because you're an artist. Mm-hmm. Like you as a rapper, you, you will know different audiences because you have to appeal to certain audiences. So you know about different cultures because you have to, because it's like um, st- studying things and mm-hmm. like, and dealing with the what, people in those things. Yeah. And mm-hmm. in those categories, categories, dealing with people, that's something you have to do and like me me as a visual artist like I don't know Mm -hmm. how it is for a rapper but me as a visual artist Mm -hmm. if I want to if I'm interested in like religions and stuff like that I have to look through cultures and I have to look what influenced religion what war happened like Mm -hmm. where in history did this come about and I have to learn something totally different about a culture and I have to get it right because if I display in a gallery and I'm talking about it and I sound like I don't know what I'm talking about people aren't going to want to buy it yeah, and also I will miss mm-hmm. the point of my own of my own piece because it's not just about people buying it, but you know it's part of it. Yeah, I think um, part of like creating something or is like kind of like understanding the historical context of it because I think that's the way like other people will kind of like respect, especially people who are from that culture. Like, let's say for example, mm-hmm. I do like a like a dance hall. You know about the genre dance hall? Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. So, I think I've seen it. Like I've seen videos of it. Like uh, like Jam- like is it Jamaican people just dancing? It's like kind of like that. It's kind of dance hall is like it's music that's kind of geared towards dance. It's very fun. It's like African and um, and, yeah, um, like it's like a mixture of African music and like um music from the islands. It's kind of like it's kind of like both those cultures mixed. So oh, I think cool. it originated. I want to see that. It originated in, in Jamaica from what I believe. So like um, if I wanted to do like a dance hall song, right? I would try to do it in a way where like I respect the people of that genre and try not to kind of water it down for a more yeah. to make it more appealing because like yeah, like if you're gonna do a dance, you're gonna practice it. You're gonna mm. do it as accurately as possible because you want to respect the dance. Like you ever <laughs> see somebody do like a like, like when, oh, uh, 
this is my biggest nightmare. Like, wait, if I sing this <laughs> song and then I perform it and then mm. it's bad. It's like, yeah. you didn't practice. Like, ew. You just downplayed the song because you didn't practice. And it's the same with dancing, I feel like, if you're mm. performing in front of people. It's different if you're just having fun. <laughs> yeah. I in think, a party. I think that's different then, but like, you kind of like have to just do it like in a way where like, you kind of like match the beats, the tone, what, what that genre is about that genre is about fun it's about love so you need to like promote the things that genre does to kind of like get any respect doing it because otherwise you might end up in a situation where you're kind of like drake and like people don't appreciate when you're kind of trying to mix their culture and trying to make it more wider because like, like, like an example of a mainstream um dance hall song like you know that drake song one dance From like I'm sorry. If five you're gonna years ask ago. me about, if you're gonna ask me about like <laughs> rappers, like just just know this: mm -hmm. I do not listen to rappers. Like I don't. I like I'm very new to it. I only started listening to rap when I joined ANDA because I'm with a bunch of rappers. But just know that a lot of popular songs I won't know. All right, so I'll send you some dancehall songs after this, so you kind of like get aware with. What's about so yeah, like, like Drake? I listen. I listen to Rihanna and Beyonce in that, <laughs> in that genre. That's it. So like, Drake did this um song that kind of like sounds like a dancehall song, and people mm -hmm. were so mad because they're like, "Yo, why are you trying to just steal our culture and make the most white version of a dancehall song and sell it to the people?" So for me, I think that's my greatest fear as like an artist when you do something that doesn't respect the culture it's from. And uh, yeah. back to your point about the um, the thing about um, art, artistic people and ordinary people. <laughs> um, I'm, um, let me just clarify for the people as well. I just think like in the arts, we kind of like have more like available, it's kind of like more easily available, even if you've never been there, kind of exposed to the thing from there right like, here's the thing about like the arts because that's the easiest way to mm -hmm. learn more about cultures like because if you look at a painting and it's like picasso or something like that you're you know oh it's that one war and it's and it's mexican there we go <laughs> or whatever whatever you know example mm -hmm. or if it's like um or if it's music and it's and if it's gil scott aaron and it's talking about um like civil rights or something like that, or just like a uh, duality between blacks and whites, you're gonna know more about that culture mm -hmm. because you're listening to music. Music and art is like the easiest way to learn about things because the other person has fully understand, fully understand it, understands it more than you mm -hmm. and has just put it into an image or into a small like- Package bit that you can digest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, and it makes it easier. And there's, I think there's a beauty and honor to how like other cultures do things. Like um, when I listen to like reggaeton, um, which is like, um, it's like um, kind of like this um, Latin, kind of like Latin, let me not say Latin pop music. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's kind of like, it's a kind of like a Latin version of dancehall reggaeton. So people like um, Bad Bunny, yeah, someone like Bad Bunny, he does like reggaeton and, um, 
you you get to like see the beauty of their culture you kind of like have like a feeling of it and kind of like and when you see like the people dancing people kind of expressing themselves kind of like see like the joy in it and I've always like um I was talking to my friend Apollo that she was wondering what kind of music do you listen to because she's like she's one of my friends who kind of listen to exclusively African music Mm. so like she doesn't know about like stuff that happens any I mean she might know let me not say she I haven't asked her about the other stuff she knows but from the times of like, being with her she only listens to African yeah. music so like she's like cool. she was like this is really cool this is dope it kind of reminds me of uh, music from home and I was like yeah because there's just something beautiful about experiencing like even if like I would never do it I just I just find it cool to kind of like see what other people do like even if I'm not like a super fan of it but at least to be like yo I gave it a shot and it was incredible you know I think yeah that's kind of a way to I know this will sound very Saturday morning cartoonish it's kind of like a way to break down the walls of like racism or classism is that if we all experience each other's culture mm-hmm. we can't we can't hate or misunderstand the other person's culture because like really like seen it and like experienced it and be like how can you hate that person when you yeah like when they when they do all this cool shit like that's you that's how you could like. you like yeah how could you like if you grew up like in a different place and you grew up watching american shows mm-hmm. you might hate america as a country mm-hmm. but you can't hate the people because like you've grown up loving their content you've grown up experiencing their culture so in that way, most people don't hate Americans in particular. Maybe like they hate like things, maybe they hate the other things like the politics or whatever. I think, I don't know. Cause I feel totally mm. different. Like I thought, yeah. I thought like a bunch of countries hated Americans. Like they just hated us because like, mm. I'm not sure why. Like I know um, Vietnam, yeah. Like, like we went over and we fucked them over or we, or we fuck a lot of people over actually. <laughs> And then also, <laughs> that's why. Maybe that's why. Just <laughs> um, <laughs> go to a place like ah, get them all. Yeah. yeah, but and then it's like mm. you know what's funny to me? Like I learned of the the racist term for Americans, um, like a couple years ago. There is one. It just, yeah, it's called Yankee. Oh, Yankee. Why would they name you after a bad team? <laughs> I don't, because it's bad. Bad and it comes from America, maybe. The Yankees suck, by the way. Just anyone listening to this. If you support the Yankees, change. You need to change. Do you support the Yankees, K- Kayla? Gonna Oops. make a change for once in my life. <laughs> Gonna feel real good. Gonna make a difference. Sorry. This is okay. Imagine been... just singing it about the Yankees, bro. <laughs> this is the Yankees. I'm gonna make a change. I'm gonna stop believing in the Yankees. Okay, for first, but um, to answer your question, I don't like sports at all, oh, or yeah. unless it's unless it's fighting. If it's fighting, then I'm like I'm I'm mildly interested. I'll watch Wait, it. So you watch like the MMA? If it's on, but I, I won't watch it on my own time. Like I'm usually. Oh. What do I watch? What do I watch? 
What do you watch? I'm, I, I watch a lot of like gaming and, <laughs> and like let's plays and stuff like that. Dude. Or I'll or I'll listen to things on Spotify mostly. But if 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 it's on, then I'll definitely watch it. Like I watched more UFC and MMA when I was listening to like Joe Rogan podcast, but now I haven't. Um, and I haven't mm. memorized um their names at all. Like I know Voice Gracie and that one mm. guy, the Soul Assassin, who does Taekwondo. That guy was that guy was cool. I liked watching his fights. Um, mm. But yeah, that's the only thing I'm interested in. <laughs> Dude, I don't know what this is. But I like watching Let's Plays too. I kind of watch yeah. it for the game plus the person playing. Like I like it when the person playing is like commenting or. Like, like not even talking about stuff but like, just talking i don't know i feel like i'm right there with them playing I don't know. right because it's funny i like my favorite mm-hmm. um it's usually like when i first started watching let's plays it was pewdiepie mm-hmm. then i went to markiplier then it was different people in between but now i'm like super into listening to burleazy burleazy is so funny he got me into like <laughs> Yakuza uh-huh. Zero, <laughs> like like I got super addicted to Yakuza Zero. I even got the game. I never even do that shit. Dude, like, I don't I even play watch- games, but I watch it. Yeah, like I usually don't even go and play the games because I'm like drawing or something. But then like I had downtime and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not doing stuff for NBA. I don't have a job, and I'm about to start school soon. I'm gonna sit on my ass and I'm gonna play video games. Speaking of can. speaking of of and the NBA. You know, um, dude, how we've moved in the past eight months is just dude. like it's very like it's very like fast, like like everything just snapped like that, and things like because I feel like we started in high gear and it just kept going up and up and up, and the stuff to do just kept on going up, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's up and it's up and it's up and it's stuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, Cardi B, mm-hmm. I've gotten into her. Her rapping is awesome. Like, I didn't know how much I like rap, and then I listened to Cardi B. I was like, oh, oh my god! I feel like I love her energy, bro. Her energy is so awesome. I think the thing about Cardi that like even attracts me is that um, I've, I've always felt like she's badass, she, <gasps> like relatable, <laughs> like relatable. Like um, she feels she's like yeah. you know like how rappers like put on like this. Yo, I'm a superstar. I don't say hi to people. I just walk in rooms. She she, she yeah. gives off a different energy. She gives off like, hey, I was one of you guys too. And now I rap. I, I just love that about her. She's like, yeah, she's like, I'm the same person I was beforehand. It's just now I have money. Now I got money. Dude, I, I, I would love huh? she seems so freaking cool. Like that's such a cool person to talk to. Like she's honest, like, and she's like. But she doesn't take any shit from anybody. Like, and I love her for that. Dude, I've I've seen people troll her and she joined in the trolling. <laughs> she just joined in. She just joined. This is I think like when you reach like a certain level of celebrity, you kind of forget that you know you're an ordinary person too. And yeah. you don't have to take things as as deep. Yeah, serious. You don't have to be super serious about your life. Like sometimes you're wrong. Sometimes you do embarrassing shit, and you just gotta own it. Yeah. Like, oh my god, mm-hmm. I love when she was talking to that one girl. I don't. I I saw this on Instagram, right? So I had mm-hmm. no context, but I think it was like a reality TV show. Mm-hmm. And then the lady was like, "Nah." Um, she was talking about how uh, this girl was judging her for um, mm-hmm. for being a stripper, 
Mm-hmm. But and she was like, "You girls like you always judge people like me." And she's and then the other girl was like, "Nah, it was for another reason." Reason and then Cardi B was like, "What is What's the, reason? the reason? What is the reason, bitch? Dude, what is the reason?" I've seen that clip. <laughs> I never understood the context. <laughs> I've seen that. Clip. Yeah, I was just like, I didn't need the context. I just needed the what is the reason, bitch. For me, I just I don't know. Also, also like this is my personal um opinion. This might ruin things for me, but I've always felt like strippers and people with the only and people with OnlyFans. These are like really nice people. Like when you like when you know them, they're like really nice, like down to earth people. I, I feel that way too. Not like specifically with strippers or OnlyFans, but anybody that has like they're known for being this weird thing they're known for having something that isn't like culturally acceptable and you talk to them and they're just regular people yeah and like i don't know i just don't like how i don't like how we just like culturally exalt somebody because we don't we don't like their professional what they do like you may not agree with it but like this person this person might be your best friend like if we look at like Jesus, for example, right? Jesus was friend with Mary Magdalene. This was a known prostitute, and he that that was his homie because I think even he knows like you know, they're down to earth. I think yeah, because people mm-hmm. with lives like that that need to do that that need the money, mm-hmm. they're usually very humble. You know, I mean, my like, I don't think I judge people for having OnlyFans. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think that's the reason why I judge people. It's like if i do like i tend i tend to be not very judgmental when it comes to, to that thing but i just mm-hmm. i try to take into account what it's doing to like people as a whole like if, if too many people join a profession like how is it affecting our dating lives if, mm-hmm. if at all that's what i that's what i tend to think about like um like this isn't related to only fans but like things like tinder or something like that like yeah. everybody's like thinking that sex is casual i think that's wrong like I think, like it, sh- it, maybe it is for some people, but it isn't to a lot of people, and we shouldn't like act like casual sex is a is a cool thing to do because it hurts a lot of people. It's a cool. It's just it's just it's just something fun to do. Have you had that casual sex this morning? I had mine with I had mine with tea. It was great. Um, yeah, like I, I feel like I feel like that's mm-hmm. like a weird culture to live in. Like I like mm-hmm. that's it's not something I want, but I don't think I, like OnlyFans is separate from that. But I think they're it affects the culture in like a different way because like, yeah but I, I don't know what in what way though like I, I know like I'm against mm-hmm. like not against but um like just the porn industry I like OnlyFans better than like than most of the porn industry because then they're taking it back like you have to pay you have to pay them directly and they don't need pimps or they don't need producers or something like that that's taking the cut of the money there's no like, middle their game yeah they're taking all of it which is what i like about only fans like because it's more i feel like it's more ethical that way speaking on only fans you know did you hear about the rebranding they were trying to do so stupid like i mean like you're already i don't know at some point the damage has already been done though like uh if you want it to be like a reasonable or um because you know some people mm-hmm. people are like against um sex in the professional world mm-hmm. um but like at some point you stop being professional like even if you went back and like was like oh we don't do any of that stuff anymore it's like you used to though you're already known for doing that we know that you do that you know um 
and I don't know, they're just going to be like Tumblr. Because remember, Tumblr got rid of all the porn and most people just left and they're kind of just dead now. <laughs> most people just left. You know, it's crazy. I joined Tumblr after that happened. Because I wanted nah, to see what, what When was that about. happened, I left. I was like, Tumblr <laughs> sucks now. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I still have a Tumblr. I still have a Tumblr. I used but, to think um, Tumblr was, I used to think, I never knew that Tumblr was used for that. I used to think like Tumblr was like. Oh, you never know. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought, it, was, I thought it was for blogs. What did you say? I thought it was for blogs. I thought it was. For, I think. I think the the messed up thing about OnlyFans is here's what they did, right? What they do? Um, they kind of like gave a shelter for everybody after I think during the pandemic, especially who who had no jobs and they couldn't get any yeah. money. Yeah, they created like, jobs for people. And like they wanted to pull the plug on a specific date unexpectedly, and I was like. Mm come on like like after you've made like a bunch of money and let me not say maybe um the, the things they pay for like um the cost of running their business maybe it just finishes the money i don't know but after yeah. but after making all that money and making all these people like go to the industry where like if they tried to come back to professional work they wouldn't be they wouldn't be accepted after doing yeah. all that, you kind of like take away their only form of income. I was like, come on, bruh. Yeah, but still like, uh, that's what I don't like about the professional world. Like if you do something because you needed to, they won't let you in. They won't let you that's back so, in. so, yeah, that's so stupid to me. Like, or if you, or if you do something on the side, like if there, it's something wrong, mm-hmm. like why do you need to keep that public image for everybody? <laughs> It's like when you use, I think, I feel like it's like even like the story of most strippers, like most of them just aren't there because I just enjoy pole dancing. I've always dreamt of this. It's, it's mostly like, um, people trying to pay tuition, people trying to feed their kids and like you get like the degree you wanted and like, Hey, you have this blemish, you know, even if, but it's like, I needed that to get this degree though. (laughs) It's just kind of, I don't know. I, I just feel like we need to, as much as the culture wants to pretend that they're Christian and forgiven, it's not true. Because I, I personally just feel like real Christians wouldn't care if you had like a sexual past. That's how I feel. I just feel like they wouldn't care. It's like going to what? a... It's like going to a church and they don't let you in because you used to be a porn star. That's that's weird. Oh yeah, that is true. That is true. I agree with that. I feel like a lot of Christians, like it's very seldom that I meet um, really disciplined Christians that like mm-hmm. know what they're talking about. Like usually um, the most judgmental people, I notice they always have something on their sleeve that it's like flashing like, oh, um, like for example, this is a common one. If they're homophobic, mm-hmm. a lot of times they're like obese. <laughs> but I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like it's a sin to be obese, right? Yeah. Like you're not you're not supposed to. Because they still you're practicing gluttony. Yeah, yeah. It's one yeah. of the seven deadly sins. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Or if you're if you're too prideful about yourself, like if you're not humble enough, um, that's a sin too. But people, those things don't get looked down upon as much as something else you know yeah i think homophobia has a weird relationship especially in the black community specifically because um i think 
for for um, people from um, our culture, it's more of we became religious because like it was our only option for hope. Because like when you are a slave or um, you are being dumb, this is le- legitimately you hear about um, Jesus who loves you. That's legitimately your only hope. Yeah. So that's how we became so strongly in the Christian religion and held yeah, we on had to, to it. It was the only had, hope. It we was, had to mix um, uh, what African religions with with Christianity, and that's what created like uh, Santeria, right? Yeah. Like we had to we had to mix them together in order to keep keep them. And then I don't know. I um, mm-hmm. some people tend to think that uh jesus is white too and i'm like why is like even in black churches jesus is like white that does kind of doesn't make sense when i think about it marketing it's easier to market the white man (laughs) it's marketing i think it's marketing like even i consciously know this right that if i want a song to have a wider appeal it's easier to market the white person on the song on the black person because the song will probably do better because really um, yeah, because most people in the world are white. So it's easier for a white person to relate to another white person. That's why Ebidim and Jack Hollow are bigger than most black artists because they are more white people and you and people relate more to what they see, right? Yeah, or to what they are. Like or to what they are. Yeah. So if you're white, you're going to relate more to white people because that's more of what you've been around. Yeah, like as much as as much as you love black people, and you you cannot be like it's possible you're not a racist, you're not um, any kind of evil or bad. It's it's just nature, right? You you mm-hmm. like like black people will probably trust a, a black person more because they can see themselves yeah. in them or. Like, I tend to trust black doctors more because I've been treated more like shit by white doctors. Um, mm-hmm. Like, or or like um, whenever I've dated or been involved with um, mm-hmm. other people they that tended to be light-skinned, just because that's who was around me. There weren't a lot of dark-skinned people around me in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was just mostly Mexicans, right? Like, they would say things about my appearance, like about my nose or about like, on my head or something or like just the way my face was shaped and it was mm. or my skin tone even and i would be like ew like is that some like racist shit you just said to me like okay. yeah and it's like they don't know because they're not used to it like i have this indian friend um she's a software engineer too so um, we're making this website for school there's what's for a course called human computer interaction where we learn like about um, accessibility and design, like what mm-hmm. designs suit people, like what kind of like, because like I think the the interest, the intricacies in design that people don't notice, like like if you put red and green together, it will kind of have like an effect in your eye, like something's being pushed into you. It's a it's a complementary color, yeah. Yeah, there's so like this it's color theory. So you're not supposed to do stuff like that if you want people to kind of use a site and not kind of like be irritated in their eyes. And like the, the other like concepts like that I learned in that course. So um, her and I, she, she she saw my hair, right? And she mm-hmm. saw like I had like dreadlocks like going down and my other friend had an Afro. And she asked, hey, how does this guy have an Afro? 
do you guys like cause like she assumed that everyone's hair is straight because she's oh. grown up with Indians her whole life so she was like how do you guys do that to your hair do you, what do you do to make it all woolly like that and like if I was like super like if I didn't know her like personally mm-hmm. I'd be like what kind of racist yeah, that's, <laughs> not, that's not racist though that's just a question like how does it's, it go it's like, not knowing it's, it's yeah like, it's just ignorant yeah so like what you find is that with like with these cultures because like you're probably their first example of somebody who is black they're probably yeah. like the, their first person so like you're kind of like their like gateway to the culture like how does this happen how why is your stuff like this i don't know i was born this way but since being in atlanta i've been like more conscious about um like racist things because i used because i'm not gonna lie to you i used to say some racist shit all the time i used to say like but it was about everybody it wasn't just about black people it was about Mm. white people it was about asians and i used to say i would used to say homophobic shit i used to say like things Mm. against like everything just because i thought it was funny at the time i thought being offensive was just funny like brutally offensive was funny even though it was like annoying other people Mm. but now that i'm in like atlanta Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm in Atlanta, and then I um, and I've actually experienced racism. And I've actually like it, I'm like I still think really offensive things are funny, but I like it's I have more thought put into it now. Yeah, I think you have to like think of the audience as the first thing you have to think of, like the audience you're speaking to when you say those things. So it's That's like for sure, for sure. I think I was just doing. I used to do it excessively. Like I mm-hmm. like I understood racism too to an extent because like my um my first stepmom she was from from togo and she was really dark-skinned and like people would make fun of her all the time and then i went to like black schools like like fulton elementary and um in pennsylvania mm-hmm. and people would make fun of me for being mixed so i didn't feel as bad for making fun of people or saying the n-word all the time because like like people in California, they act like um, everyone's super inclusive if they're in the same, if they're in the same like clique, you know, if like if all black people are in the same um, clique together, they're all inclusive. But it's like, that's not true. Like I've seen so many like black people make fun of each other for being a skin tone and mean it. Yeah, I think when it comes to like black folk, with us specifically, it's that I feel like we've been walked so much our whole lives that when we're together we kind of look within each other to find something else to walk because like um, yeah when we you're don't on... see it as beautiful like a lot of people don't see it as beautiful but mm-hmm. I, I i met i found like this really awesome uh doctor from like the 70s and he's talking about um like black people and how like culture and how to like re-educate yourself and undo the brainwashing that slavery and our culture has done let me see. I'm gonna find his um his YouTube channel and mention him. Yeah. Cause like a lot of these things, it's like it's not stuff we do; it's stuff we've learned, you know. Yeah, Doctor Jawanza Kunjufu. So yeah. I found him on on Instagram because I was watch. I've been following these like Black History things, and they tell you more things that you haven't learned, and you can look it up. Um. But there's videos of uh, like Dr. Jawanza, and he was just talking about um, like 
how culture has taken black men and they want them to be put in prisons like black men at, at the fourth grade level they'll be getting a lot of them will be getting a's but somewhere along the line they'll go into gangs and they'll go into prison and he was trying to pinpoint where that happens um to people and they were trying to pinpoint what happens to black women like because so i didn't even know this but a lot of people uh like in dating sites black women are the last to be chosen and um like uh, i don't like he was just talking about different different things like that and um i haven't found the statistics on this but my my dad mentioned to me like uh black women are most likely to be raped and it was more more by white people like it was more more white people raped than black men and like i don't know when he said that i thought i thought i was i felt like horrible because i'm like so we're not black women aren't good enough to date in a lot of places like from based on what he said like i couldn't find any evidence but like um how that made me feel i was just like but we're not we're good enough to rape but we're not good enough to date like that's horrible but then but then like i was watching somebody else um talk about like uh like a lot of because I, I don't know shit i don't know shit about the, the dating scene right but the they were talking about how a lot of black men will leave black women because of like a, I, I always see because like a lot of black women are strong and have high standards but they'll leave and they'll go for a white woman that's like because they tend to have lower standards apparently but that's like off of social media like i don't know if that's true they were just they were just doing it um, yeah like setting like a perfect ex- example that uh went with exactly what she was saying so i was like huh that's and interesting the black women thing is true because like even like in south africa mm-hmm. um a woman is raped every five minutes wow that's an actual stat like it happens every five minutes someone's being raped somewhere and even like in my first year in college my friends were telling me about these rape stories that happened on campus like right here and they were like yo we're just sitting in this guy just attacked me and i asked them like why don't you wanna tell the authorities or tell um, the ra or whoever on campus and they they were immediately like they treated it like it was normal for them to be treated this way yeah yeah it, like, mm-hmm. I've, i've never been perfect i've never been first personally mm-hmm. like raped or anything mm-hmm. like i've i've been like uh touched inappropriately by other people but i feel like that happens that happens anyways um mm-hmm. but like some some dude was harassing me in an organization and i brought it up to the staff and it was like during uh covid so nobody cared and the person in there just made me just made me start cleaning she was just talking to me and she just made me start cleaning and nobody like cared it felt like nobody cared they would just start they just started gossiping about me and they didn't care that this person was like had been making fun of me because i wouldn't have sex with i think I think the perception of black women especially perpetuated by the media is one of um, black women are kind of like pretty objects in the white man's world that's kind of the that's I think that's the easiest way to to explain the perception that's why like you kind of like see what that's why like it's kind of like a fetish thing for white men to kind of like go for black women too cuz it's kind of like a thing 
it's kind of like for them i feel like it's kind of like this exotic thing where you have like a black girl and there's also a thing that's mental like hey i'm a white man i have this black woman yeah like they uh, kind of internalize you as property that's from from my perception from what i see yeah i don't think that's just black women i think it's no. everybody that's different because like i could say like oh that's such a shitty thing to like fetishize another person but it's like i do it. you know like like with like with mexicans or with like just um people that are different than me not necessarily i've never been really attracted to white people that much just because like i noticed like in in black communities they're like oh that that's a fancy white guy like, like white people are put on this pedestal and i thought that was weird but it's it's not weird. Yeah. It's not weird because it's just because they're different. That's why they like them. But it's not a weird thing to fetishize people like um or like like here's some stupid shit that I saw on social media. They were like, stop sexualizing lesbians. I was like, lesbians like sexualize each other. What do you mean stop sexualizing lesbians? I know it, I know what they mean now because it's like they're talking about not being able to go to a place and um because like if you're lesbian or bisexual and you tell like I noticed if i if i tell another guy something or mm-hmm. they have like this images that this image that pops up in their head and it's and it feels weird like I, i'm not talking to a person like i have to, i have to talk to another lgbt person for for it to not be weird i think but if i talk to a straight guy it's weird i think bisexuality with straight people has always been a weird conversation especially yeah. yes especially um with black men i've noticed this if you if you're a bisexual black dude and you tell a girl you're bisexual right mm-hmm. and she's straight she'll she'll probably leave you yeah like i never understood that either like i, I didn't know that was a thing until like um i was talking to a close friend of mine she's like oh yeah. like I, if i knew when my boyfriend did that i would never i was like like really Are you serious like because personally that would never bother me that like that bisexual mm-hmm. people i think people um, don't notice that um in minority communities or like people from other places yeah i think politically we're liberal but culturally we're very conservative yeah. like culturally like politically we may agree with biden or um whatever person on the left for example but like culturally we do not like we're, we're inclusive when it's other people if this person is like gay or bisexual it's fine when yeah, is someone like, in your family or your boyfriend <laughs> yeah yeah and that that kind of bothers me a little yeah. bit but i understand like you there's some things that that bother you and it's not part of your values and i, I get it like yeah. as much as people don't want to um, admit that like that's somebody else's what's what's inclusive to us like what what would be like homophobic to us that's somebody else's value that's like a religious value that other people have and it, sometimes it can be like what do you mean what like how, what does being gay have to do with loving god you know like what um but it's just people mm-hmm. just think differently Sorry, yeah a little bit <laughs> it's okay yeah i think that it's always been this thing i think we're cool with other things as long as it's not in like proximity to us right yeah so like everyone's inclusive to like the person they need to be inclusive to is someone they have to talk to regularly because like the look of being inclusive like hey i have this one gay black non-gender conforming friend it makes you look cool but yeah we're just that's what's in that's what's in right now 
yeah but actually knowing them and being friends with them is like something that they don't want to do because they they don't want to kind of accept that a part of them inside is not cool with this because they yeah. want the illusion of being inclusive and to me I don't know I rather you like don't don't pretend to be inclusive just 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 be who you is yeah that's i I prefer that too like if somebody's like it's it hurts a lot more when somebody is like goes around beats around the bush about how they feel about you than it does when they're fully honest i feel like yeah because at least then like we don't have to bend our thoughts or like try to understand you or force ourselves to understand you like we know who you are like we had this hmm? sorry this is like just a stereotype that i really hate um it's like for LGBT people, like um, mm-hmm. now a lot of LGBT people I can't hang out with because some of I don't know because I'm I'm still like conservative in a way. Like I I like hanging out with straight people more because like not more but just from what I've seen, mm-hmm. some people will make fun of straights and they'll make fun of them, but they won't make fun of gay people. Like it's a weird thing. And, like and I hate that. But also um, there's a stigma on bisexual people that all people that are bisexual or polyamorous are um promiscuous like like mm. they like they have a lot of people or they have a high body count that's that like you're that it's not horrible it's just people who are ignorant and they mm. don't know but it's like it's it's like stupid it just means you're attracted to more people it doesn't mean that you have more people the like, proclivity to in, even in do your that. yeah you know like you get what i'm saying yeah i, I know what you mean because like I think people assume that when your dating pool increases, so does like the number of people you're with. I don't know. It just means you have more people to kind of, the kind of kind of more stuff on the entree to pick, rather. Yeah, but it doesn't mean you pick everything. You pick more, even just, though some people do pick more. But that doesn't like it doesn't mean it doesn't mean you'll pick any like some straight mm-hmm. people. Some straight people pick more. <laughs> they pick yeah. More. Then then mm-hmm. then like one straight person might pick more than one bisexual person. <laughs> but it's just it just it's just differences in the individual it doesn't mean mm. like you can't just call somebody something and then be like oh that means this just, like, no yeah or, like it, assume bisexual people are into like threesomes or things like that like i i hate that for example even other gay people think <laughs> that's the crazy thing like like i feel like the bisexuals are kind of like the outcasts of the lgbtq community because it's like the others don't really the others don't really accept the B. The L's are kind of their own. Like, you, I'm sure if you had that Dave Chappelle joke about the LGBTQ car. Yeah, that just made me laugh. <laughs> it's like, true. And then, and then the people that were questioning is just some white guy who's like, I don't know what's going on, but I, I really want to get in this car. <laughs> it looks great. And the bisexuals now the bees are in the middle seat and nobody wants to talk to them. <laughs> and the T's are just minding their own business, looking at the window. What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just looking at the window. It's great. Stay like that. <laughs> yeah, it's um because like for me, I've had um I've had um LGBTQ friends since I was like a kid. Mm-hmm. And um, I live well. I live in a country where um, that wasn't like the 
it wasn't the coolest cool, thing to be. So no, and I understand that. I understand that. So for me, it's never been a thing where like, cause you know, I don't know. I just feel like I was I was raised a bit different. Where that most people will be educated since they like in, in most black families, what you find is that most people are told since their children, hey, don't be gay, it's bad. Like they've told yeah. like since they were like like children. For me, I don't know. I never had that experience. For me, I was kind of like, I don't know. I think I was just led to think whatever I want to think. I was never told what to think. I feel like I'm the I'm the opposite. Like I used to be. Uh, I feel like I had internalized like mm-hmm. not homophobia, but I was just like uh, I was raised as a young age. Mm-hmm. I was raised Christian, and I used to be homophobic. Like as a kid, I was a homophobic kid. I used to think it was weird. Yeah. That's just that's just what I thought. This is what I thought. I thought like I thought it was weird. I thought sex was weird. I thought everything was weird. Like just <laughs> really weird. Everything was weird. Doesn't matter what it is. It's just weird. If I don't I do it, like, it's weird. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if yeah. It's, if it's much. not eating, sleeping, or work, it's weird. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's how I used to think. But I was a kid. I didn't mm-hmm. know anything. Yeah. No, I, I grew up. I, I grew up very, very Christian. But like, I don't know. It just wasn't. It wasn't a conversation, really. The first time I even heard about um, what, because I never knew gay people existed until I was like 11 or 12. I didn't know it was a thing. The first time I heard it was in church and the preacher was like preaching about it. I was like, oh, I've never seen that before. And like, for me, I don't know, the first like gay show I grew up watching was Glee. (laughs) And like, like I knew he was gay, but it's not something like I like, I cared about because like I never had like I never had like a, an opinion on it before. So when you yeah. see it for the first time, you don't really have you don't really have like a strong opinion on it. Like oh, this is bad, this is good. Just like oh, okay, that's Kurt. <laughs> okay, that's that's what they do. That's Kurt. It's, it's what he does. He's a he's a for me it was more of a thing like oh he's a sensitive guy who likes to have fun that's that's how I saw him I didn't see him as oh he's a gay guy he's yeah like a, he's just feminine he's a he's a sensitive guy who likes to sing because yeah. I think people attach what people do with their sexuality to who they are as a person and I've always felt like these two are different things yeah what me you, too what, I feel like they are different things. What you do sexually and who you are as a person are two different things. Now, religiously, I may feel one way about it, right? I may feel like, you know, this is a sin or whatever, whatever. I may feel that way religiously. But personally, like from person to person, like I don't have an issue with you. Yeah, like you might not believe it's something for you or you might not believe like um, that person has like the nicest seat in heaven or something like that. Mm-hmm. not saying that you do believe this but this like for example mm-hmm. but um if you had to work with a person it wouldn't stop you from like working with them no it wouldn't even stop me like from being like close with them because like yeah or being nice to them they might be the they might be your best friends yeah like i just i just feel like what you're doing is hindering yourself when you when when you're homophobic because you're stopping yourself from making new friends you're stopping because like 
these people might be the because like i think what people think immediately is like what if they become attracted to me and that's like that's presumptuous that was, that's the most annoying thing like i ever had to deal with like uh growing up because yeah. like a lot of um i don't know because when i was in middle school like i like i started like having feelings for uh, for people right and um mm-hmm. i would just notice other people were attractive and then like they would be like ew don't be attracted to me and i'm like i'm not like i'm i'm looking that that you're that you're a person like you're a person you're attractive right but it doesn't mean that i'm like i'm like finding you attractive to me does that make sense like yeah they would think that just because you had rumors about you that you're like lesbian or something that you would be attracted to every woman that you see and, it, and that would just be so annoying and i'm like nah. dude and people would just be rude about it they would just be rude and like guys have a way of being rude about it like they don't know how to um, deal with it how to compart- compartmentalize it sorry struggle with words yeah like they would just like it's it's the thing they would just think a thing about you you know and it, and, it, and it's just and it's weird like I, the, which, this, this is why I hate the porn industry because mm. they put out giving people thoughts yeah and I, and it's like and it's stereotyping people and it's like and like there's a place called Gossip Grill mm-hmm. in, Cal- in San Diego California and it's a lesbian bar so you go in there and there's rules there they're like men are allowed in here but there's like a list of things that you're not allowed to do like don't look at people don't don't be rude to people don't talk to any of the girls there they don't want to talk to you this is a lesbian bar mm. and like and they make it very very clear they have signs everywhere for straight men because a lot of them a lot of them do not know how to like how to act yeah they don't know how to act like and like i noticed that about guys like they do not know how to act Well, most guys are brainless cavemen. That's why we have Homer Simpson as an example. Um, for me, to be honest, yeah, I think as a person or more as a man, I think like a healthy way to live is not to be too much in somebody else's business. It's not personal if you just just don't be too involved in what they have going on. So, like for example, if were friends with someone with an unorthodox gender identity, right? It's not really my business to to find out why or to really get in that because it's it's not my business. And I think like if more people kind of like live that way where like you got to just keep your thoughts to yourself. Yo, I think this is crazy, but it's not my business, so I'll just do my own thing. Yeah. You know, so like you you don't need is I think with straight men or or um straight men who are who've grown up traditionally, I think they think that your love is they think their love is the thing that will make you straight. <laughs> like they are the ones who will just come through and grasp you with the hands of Christ and bring you back this I time. I feel like I, yeah, like here's the thing with that. Like I feel like guys have this false um idea that they are the thing you know they are the man i don't think they understand that a lot of that a, that a lot of women just tell them that like a lot of women will tell them that like okay so i'm going to say I'm, i'll say it like this like a lot of women will ex, like will experiment with other women mm-hmm. and because that they're with them they'll tell them nice things mm-hmm. same thing is with a man like you might get with a man 
and say things that are nice to them but you're really just with them because you're alone or you want to experiment but it doesn't it doesn't mean that person made you a certain way you cannot make someone a certain way that person is them by themselves you can't make someone something and like a lot of guys don't understand that yeah i think um i think it takes a while for people to learn like all people to learn like how like the dating game works that a bit of lying not lying a bit of it works with- a bit of deception takes place because in order to woo someone you need to tell them something they want to hear because I, I don't think people want to hear i'm lonely <laughs> they want to hear yeah i think they want the, to hear you're the hottest guy i've ever seen has anyone exactly. ever told you about your accent it's so exactly. sexy and this this this, this person will go around telling hey this one girl this one time from 2006 she said i had a sexy voice and from that day i have continued talking to all women because she if she says i have a sexy voice hey to these other women <laughs> it will probably work yeah. the same way and that's yeah. not true like imagine you're with someone mm-hmm. and you're doing it because you're alone or because your culture says that you should mm-hmm. that, that you should be with someone it doesn't you have to you have to be in a relationship because that's what expect that's what's expected to you of you like as a like for me as a woman like that's what it, it's it's expected of me to be in a in a relationship i just noticed like i actually don't like relationships that much and i'm not just trying trying to be like oh single oh, i'm about that hot girl summer life no that's not what it is either like i don't like i don't like that either like it needs to be like love like i have to genuinely have a connection with somebody because i've i've been with someone and then listen to them talk and how they talk about me and then i've been instantly unattracted to them like because they had like really like feminine they had this feminine beauty about them and i like them i like them but it's like they're so rude and they're so like oh and you can you can find people like that anywhere it's not just women and it's not just men it's just there's shitty people there's people that are going to treat you like shit if you let them oh but it's just like i noticed that um you know i'm not attracted to this person at all hmm. this person is like garbage they treat me like garbage and they and they are garbage like hmm. why and, and but it's not it's not a mistake it's just like now i know i think some people right even people i've been with i've noticed they love the idea of love yeah. more than the person they are with because for them they're just being with you because like um they just want to get married they look it, it doesn't matter who it was going to be they were going to get married regardless it doesn't matter who it was yeah like that's <laughs> weird to me that is weird to me like if you're just getting with somebody just to marry anybody like yeah. i've never i've never done that i've never been i've been with someone cuz i'm lonely but i've never been with somebody just cuz i wanted to marry them like that's so cuz marriage is a totally different thing it's like you're bonding with that person that's like for life. and you're going to be with them forever yeah like oh like i like i'm just like i'm i'm thinking about like the last person i was with and i'm like mm. if i ever got married to that i would never oh 
to be in a relationship like that, damn. I would have killed myself if I married my ex. No, I, w- I wouldn't have killed myself. No, I would have gotten out of there, though. I would, I, I, you would have heard Taylor jumped out the window. <laughs> you would have heard. Because I ain't trying to, I, I'm serious. I, I ain't trying to be with that person like that. No, they're a cool person. Yeah, like in in other circumstances, like I'm not trying to sound like a bitch and be like, oh, I talk shit about like this person, you know, like it was just, I did not vet them properly and I didn't, and I I didn't do my research and a lot of it was like like a lot of the red flags that happened or the bad things that happened was my fault. Like a lot Mm -hmm. of it was my fault. I'm not trying to put, put it on the other person, but I'm just saying, knowing that it's my fault, that was a shitty, that was a shitty thing. From my relationship, but that was me. I can tell that I'm not the most emotionally available, and this is true. It's a problem I faced that yeah. pe- the people will grow like really in love, and I won't be. Like yeah. I'll, I'll care about you, but I won't be like like they they have the kind of love where it's like I'll die for you type love, and I'm not. Oh, no, that's scary. That's scary. And, that isn't love. That's attachment. That's that's a creepy, crazy yeah. person. You should yeah. run away from them. You shouldn't be with them. <laughs> like, they're like that. Like like the people I've been with, I've just never understood it. Like they fall into this deep thing, this deep connection in two months, and I'm just not there. And they kind of make it feel like, kind of make you feel like it's your fault for not being where they're at in two months and for me i don't know i feel like for me to truly like fall fall for you mm-hmm. will at least take three years of being together the first yeah, two years i won't like i won't fall for you i'll like you a lot and care about your well-being but i'm not deeply attached to the idea of being with you to the extent where if you leave me i'll be depressed and I think that kind of makes them sad because they're like, hey, I'm into you this deep. And maybe, maybe it's my fault. I'm not that deeply. Like invested. Yeah, I'm not just. I, I, can't. I don't I don't think it's your fault. It's just how you are. It's how people are. Like people <sighs> will go on different levels. Like I think it's just the because um, I've done I've done that. Like mm-hmm. I've been on both sides of what you're describing. Yeah which is like you're really not into this person you wish you were but uh, and then or also being like um like being super head over heels for somebody but it's not really the person it's just like you're you're in love with that idea that you've like created about this person and Mm. then they don't match it at all they're actually like they're just them they're just being themselves and it makes you mad they're why regular dudes. <laughs> why? Why can't you? Yeah, I saw you fart the other day. <laughs> You're not supposed to fart. <laughs> You're supposed to be perfect. You're How not supposed dare to be you? shitting. You're not supposed to be shitting and farting and shitting. <laughs> That's not normal. Pretty girls don't use the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, someone called me and they were like, no, nah, pretty girls don't use the bathroom. And I know it looked to me, I was just funny. Because <laughs> I think like, I think like when I was 10 or nine, when I had my first crush or something, so this yeah. really beautiful girl, she's in Texas right now. We used to sit together, but I never, I never talked to her. <laughs> um, if you told me back then, Yo, she uses the bathroom. I would have denied it. 
Girls don't ever use the bathroom. bathroom. I've seen them. I don't even think they have toilets in the bathroom. I don't know what they they have in there. They just stand and then they leave. (laughs) (laughs) They they go in, they wash their hands, they stand for five minutes, they wash their hands again and they leave because they want to be super clean. They're going there to meditate. They're not (laughs) (laughs) They're reaching enlightenment in there. They're not doing anything. I used to think like the girls' bathroom had like a TV. <laughs> I used to think like, I used to think that the girls, because like, because like, if you've never been there, know. you don't know what's in there. It's like, I Dude. wonder what they're doing. <laughs> Do they have TV? I just, mm-hmm. I just remember puberty. Like you're giving me mm-hmm. flashbacks to puberty, like not mm-hmm. knowing how to clean yourself properly. Because a lot of women have the same problem, and a lot of guys have that problem. Like I've been in some men's mm-hmm. bathrooms, and it just smells like acidic pit. It just it smells so bad. Like they they mm. never drink water. And it's dehydrated piss, and then you go into the girls' bathroom, and it just dehydrated. smells like fish. It smells like fish in there. It smells like blood. It's just like, Disgusting. It smells like a butcher. It smells like, the, dude. I just I don't know. I think um, when you're younger, right? Because you don't have a clear understanding of the world, you kind of infantilize the other gender or the gender you're attracted to. You kind of like, if if you're not that gender yourself, you kind of like have this perfection image. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, like I've I've had that happen to me. Like, uh, and I'm in retrospect, I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, why was I expecting that? Like, even though there was like clearly. Mm-hmm. That's clearly not what's going on. <laughs> but it's just I was I was just I was so deep in like blindness and I didn't understand. Like I was just like I wasn't thinking clearly. There was too much stress on me at one point, and then I couldn't I could not communicate. It, like it felt like that. It, like I felt like a whole another part of my brain had been unlocked, and I had another pile <laughs> of shit I had to work through. Like I had to work. Like there's this other thing of trauma that has been opened up, and I need to work through this in order to see clearly. That's basically how it felt like I I think like the first horrible thing is that you have to sit down and be like I believe the lie all this time yeah yeah and it's just like (laughs) no this is not this is not right it's not what I was told this can't be (laughs) this cannot be true (laughs) (laughs) tell me they're lying tell me they're lying Virgil tell me that wasn't you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i think for real for real i think like a lot of things when growing up especially like in a cultural diverse place with um i couldn't imagine growing up as a kid now because i don't know what they're told to think really it just hits different i feel like that's <laughs> no like, like growing- when you, imagine growing up now specifically like if you were born in 2018 2019 oh my god in 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 covid you're born in covid well, if, you're, be weird. if you're born in covid you covid you'll never know because like i think kids like start understanding their life at three because i'm sure no one has memories before they're three unless you just i don't know i have some weird memories like you know what's weird what like for a long time like i i remember I remember when I was, this was when I was five, but when mm-hmm. I got like 
a cupcake for my birthday. It's like weird things like that I remember or like places. But you know what's weird? I have this really weird memory mm-hmm. of like, like my brain describes it as being in the womb, but it's probably not it. Like I think it's some other thing that I've seen and I associate it with being in the womb. And so I think it's my memory of me being in the, in the womb. Like it's just a dark, comfortable, meaty place. <laughs> like, it might, it might have been. It might have been though, but I'm like, why would I remember that? Like, cause you're not supposed to remember that. It was a, it was a good time. We got free food, free rent. Was, but my first memory that I know is true is when uh, I came, when I met my grandmother for the very first time and my grandmother picked me up as a baby. You remember like, I remember that? that. I remember it. Like I remember her lifting me and like looking at her face and what she was saying as she was like, she was like, oh like I remember that snippet and I don't remember anything past that up until I was five the only thing I remember is walking like you know like those things you see like when you're walking like the street or yeah. whatever those are the only memories I have from two to four just like going places nothing specific though I remember I remember being in the car going yeah. home and then was just like waiting for time to pass really slow because I was about to get a whooping <laughs> <laughs> I remember that shit. Dude, you know what's crazy is that, like, I feel like the first time I got whooped, it was so traumatic to me that my mind just buried it, and I didn't remember it till my mom told me it happened. Like, it was so traumatic for me that, like, because, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I will physically beat my kids because I know it's, like, because, like, I, I, I love my father so much that that memory is gone. I don't even remember it. I, I was just told it happened. I just know whatever it was, it was probably so bad that I refused to associate the man that, that hit me to my father. I just refused to say that the same person. Because hmm. my dad's like a nice person. I, I refused yeah. to, I refused to associate them together. For me, I don't think um, disciplining your child physically is like wrong. I just think like for me when I like if if I ever have children because I don't know if if I want to um I don't even know necessarily if I right. want to have a family but if I ever do have children I know that like I I will try to make them kids that feel comfortable with telling me the truth for me as long as you tell me the truth I don't think I need to discipline you like like if if, if you come straight up and tell me your pops I stole blah 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 from the store. Yeah. I think I'd rather have honest kids and like try and make them perfect kids. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Like if they lie to me, I'll fucking mm-hmm. beat them. I'll beat the shit out of them. I'm fucking lie to me. Anyway. But um <laughs> why did I say that like that? Don't you, like, da- don't you dare. Like I noticed that with uh like with one of my parents, like I feel that way. Mm-hmm. I feel like I gotta tell them, well, not anything still, but I, I'm still pretty open with them. Like, I wouldn't tell them everything because, like, you know, you don't tell your dad everything. You know, you can't. Mm-hmm. You can't. It just feels weird. There's there's some things that they just don't, they wouldn't, they, they can't. They're not, a, they're not a female, so they wouldn't get it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something that you have to talk to your, your mom about. Mm-hmm. But, or, but it, like, I want my kids to have that same openness with me. Like they wouldn't tell me everything, but most things, the important things they would tell me. 
Yeah, I feel like if I had a daughter, I'm not sure how I would react. I'm not sure how my reaction would be because like, it's one of those things where like as a pop, so like as a dude, mm-hmm. when someone like, even like my cousin, right? Um, she's in Toronto. When dudes hurt her, right? You know, you know what my first thought is? What? So when I hurt girls, this karma for me Cause like dudes are doing like to her what I did to them, and I was like, "Is this my yeah. is this my karma?" This is like that's how I feel. So it like, is. It, it probably is because you know, mm-hmm. like the way you hurt women in the past, people are gonna hurt your daughters that way. So that's why, like, most men should be taught not to hurt women, but I guess not. So um, I'm, I'm hoping when I have a, so when I have a daughter, I'm not sure how. I'm not sure how I react because like I remember how weird I was, and I was like. Let me say was maybe I'm still weird and don't know. <laughs> Cause it's like just being conscious mm. of like what you're doing, like always communicating. Like mm. I think like like for me, like I mm. like I feel like women play a part in this too, where they hurt themselves in relationships by not communicating. Cause like I notice every relationship that I've had has gone bad because I didn't say anything. I didn't say what needed to be said mm. at the time. And then I just I blew up and I left. Or I would like ghost because I, I could not handle my feelings correctly. Yeah, I was even with my um, partner. We had this conversation where she um, she expressed to me that I don't say when things are wrong. Mm. I just leave, and she yeah. expressed she expressed that um, I don't give her the opportunity to change like I don't trust her to change I just get up and leave and I thought about that and I was thinking like maybe it's possible like from the time we're children right like not Mm -hmm. even just like relationships like not even just romantic relationships just like even my casual friendships with women Mm -hmm. I feel like a part of me is kind of a part of me expects you to know me like you've known me your whole life and kind of don't hurt me because because like there's a difference between your mother and the girls you know your mother has known you since you were a baby so she knows that when she talks to you a certain way you will get mad yeah and i feel like because of that relationship we have with our parents we kind of expect it in our day-to-day um friendships and relationships where we just expect people to know that um, when you when someone touches you, you feel uncomfortable because yeah. some people are more touchy than other people. So I think we need to change that mindset of thinking and start being vo- and st- be able to vocalize our feelings because, like, realistically, we haven't known each other with anybody that long. How are they supposed to know that? Whenever someone touches you on the 5th of July, when the sun is like this, it kind of irritates you. How are they supposed to know that? Exactly, exactly. You know, Mm. I feel that way. I feel that way, Mm. though. Because, like, like I had a... Like, my biological mother was really, Mm. like, um, abusive towards me. Like, like emotionally. Mm. Like, she would just degrade me all the time. And, like, Mm. I noticed in the last... um, relationship I was in not relationship but just involvement I was in with a person like I had something just clicked in my brain and it was like I reverted it was like I was I reverted to that to that old person like self-conscious person always needing validation Mm -hmm. and that like the person that was like that was with me 
to me, it felt like in, in like, cause I was in my feelings and I wasn't sure how to feel. And I was like, it was like this traumatic door had been opened where I was back in that That's state. A... This person, this person reminded me of like, of, of my biological mother in a really weird way. Mm. And it was like, um, but it was very indirect. And it was like, I, I unconsciously degenerated what could have, what could have been for mm -hmm. what could have turned out better at least mm -hmm. into like a kind of a manipulative relationship because I didn't communicate I didn't set boundaries like when mm -hmm. I needed to um and it felt like and to me it felt like this person was just just saying rude things to me like they were trying to demean me like they were trying to make me feel horrible about myself even though like in retrospect that might not that might not have been what was going on in their brain they might not have tried to do that but I just thought of it that way because I was I was back in a place where I couldn't like handle it and I couldn't say what I needed to say because it felt like my you know like um whenever I was with my biological mom mm -hmm. when I needed to say something it was like my throat had been cut out like if I said anything she would she would like hurt my feelings more and so I didn't say anything and so and it was like it was like that same dynamic was with this person but this person, I don't think this, this person was probably totally oblivious to what was happening in here, though. <laughs> like, like they probably yeah. wouldn't even know. And like, they probably but because would, of that, yeah. because of that, of how that went, like I had to, um, I didn't trust this person at all. I thought this person was lying to me all the time, and I just, I like, I like, I like, I ghosted them. I like, I blocked them because I feel like I felt like they mm -hmm. were, they didn't give me attention until I was far away. I think. We try to love what we know and not what we need. So if we're used from to a certain behavior from our parents, yeah, that's the kind of behavior we accept from um, our partners. So yeah. if, if you're used to like a, a parent or even a relative or even people you just grew up with, right, casually, if you're used to certain treatment from them, you grow more attached to them. Like this will sound very messed up. But yeah. whenever someone loves me, I lose all interest in them. Because for me, that's not what that's not I, your version of love. That's, that's what I associated to. Because like what what I'm used to, right, is being mm -hmm. made fun of. So like what you find is that I cling to a partner who makes me feel bad. Because that's kind of what. That's, that's what I associate caring with because that's what I'm used to. Yeah, I mean, I have something similar. It's not It's not that I, I want them to make me feel bad because I hate feeling bad. It's not that I want to. It's just like, it's just that I feel unable to communicate when I'm feeling really bad. And so I end up leaving because if too much mistreatment happens to me, I just leave, Like, but I won't say why. And that's my problem. When mistreatment happens to me, it's to sound bad. I just kind of accept it. I prefer it to nice treatment for some reason. Like for me, when it gets too good, I start like wondering, when is it gonna turn bad? I feel like that's normal though. Like if mm -hmm. somebody treats you like, it's not that they treat you too well, but it's just like, if there's no challenge, like they don't disagree with you at all. It's like, what's wrong with you? Like, don't you ever feel that way? <laughs> what's wrong with you? Supposed it's like, to, what's wrong with you? You're supposed to hate me, come on. <laughs> not hate me just like hate some things about me but love, love some things about me. but like that's why i'm like 
that's why I'm like super into like just being single now or being just like celibate, not like being with anybody because it gives me the time to like undo, like reprogram my brain, like to, to, cause I, cause I want the type of relationship where somebody will bring me flowers and like, and things like that, just do sweet things and I can do sweet things for them and it'll be appreciated. Um, so that's the wrap to our show. Thank you, KJ, for coming back on the on the premiere. The time back from we took a break this summer, and we came back bigger and better, huge, huge numbers. Um, check yeah. check out KJ on um her um socials, her website. She has some yeah really spiffy merch. You want to talk Yo, about the merch? I'm- wearing some i'm actually wearing some these are my earrings that i made i have other ones that are um that are resin these are just beads but uh yeah i'm kj passerine on instagram that's the main one and everything else can be found in the bio up there Mm. so like etsy whatever all right everybody please support black business if you claim to support black business it's your time to show me don't embarrass this podcast don't embarrass fan base don't embarrass me <laughs> thank don't you so for me having now. me on here i really appreciate it thank you for thank you for being on here and that's a wrap thank you hope you like this podcast you can find it on spotify apple music and every single platform thank you for listening <laughs>